You're gonna play. You're gonna play that beautiful song for us, Jared. That we spent hours with lots of blood, sweat, and tears to get, uh, get it going. Yes, we did. <laughs> hey, you were my all-important one-person focus group, Jared. I, I was the. <laughs> That's true. I'm <laughs> the producer. Do you like this song? <laughs> yes or no? You, you, you I wrote. Don't know. You wrote and performed, but I'm the producer. I have a producing credit on that. <laughs> exactly. Jared actually gets all the royalties. He uh, he knew a bunch of tricks when we were writing up the contract. <laughs> yeah. I was not aware of some classic speaking like of, speaking of some difficult conversation. Oh, I mean, that still happens now. Where right. it's like, no, no, this will be great for you. This will be great for you. I'll own it, yeah. but then from there, I'll, you'll get uh, <laughs> yeah, a you, small you, <laughs> a small signing fee up front. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you sign right here, you you'll get a uh, hundred. $50 coupon for uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll take all the royalties and everything don't worry but yeah uh, and we'll, we'll 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 handle those later but I'll be in charge of them exactly you can always always this sentence Jared don't worry you can trust me and I'll give you a gift of like a, a folex and like there this, we go here's a signing gift <gasps> wow wow <laughs> you see that's that? a $50,000 watch right that's there. a full I mean Rolex GMT right there <laughs> right you know how much that cost I spent a whole two I mean uh, $200,000 on it 25 25 grand sure yeah sure, yeah 25 yeah, grand right. that's so much that's so much the Rolex uh, cost uh, all right, here's the song, the powerful song by Chad, produced by Jared. <laughs> now that I think about it, we should actually share writing credits as well. Mm. Oh, that's part true. Of the, part of my job as a producer is to have input of the writing. So. I bet mm. you Chris is getting a better royalty cut than I am, isn't he? <laughs> for that, for that <laughs> tasty baseline. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here today to talk about uh, something maybe not quite as lighthearted as our last episode, uh, which was uh, health remedy. So check that out if you haven't already. But today we are talking about navigating some difficult conversations. So we'll be getting in the thick of things today in the weeds with some uh, some touchy subjects, some touchy topics. I'm hoping Jared and I will still be friends and uh, colleagues and uh, co-hosts of this podcast after today's episode, but there's no guarantees. So stay tuned, everybody, because we'll be talking about some dis- uh, some difficult topics to talk about and how to navigate those uh, troubling waters. So without further ado, my sailor uh, and my co-captain to help me navigate these difficult waters, my good buddy Jared. What's going on, Jared? Hello, Chad. I was hoping you'd say ahoy. I I was taken (laughs) aback. I didn't even know... Uh, uh, my, my trusty, uh, co, uh, what do you, what do you call it? My trusty first, first mate, first boy, first mate, uh, first mate. Thank you. I call <laughs> him, I call you first weird. boy, my first boy, Chad. Uh, this ship would not be, uh, flowing straight if it weren't for for you. Um, speaking of flowing straight, Chad got a new van. Maybe one day you'll see it on Instagram. 
follow Untrench Label Spread Podcast. Spread a little love. In anticipation for that one day that might come, might not, but that's the fun of that the game. That one blurry picture of a van. <laughs> that may or, not, may or may not be mine. With part of his thumb over the lens. <laughs> and then he realizes that he was actually using the forward-facing camera, so uh, it's <laughs> yeah, just, it's just <laughs> his face going... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> or you can follow us on Twitter, uh, untranslatable, po- untranslatable one, the number one. Um, um, and you can also uh-huh. please give us five star reviews on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Um, Chad. So speaking of difficult conversations, um, you know, uh, professional basketball player, philanthropist, uh, father. Um, leader, LeBron James. LeBron James has um, is known for not only being a pioneer uh, on the court, but also off the court. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is not a fan. Uh oh, of of LeBron. Not of LeBron, of 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 some of his off the court antics. Let's say. Really? Okay. You haven't heard about this? I have not heard about this. All right. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has a du- uh, professional soccer player has doubled who I liked, but I'm really starting to not like. <laughs> has doubled down on his criticism of athletes who mix politics and sports. The Milan striker was speaking on Tuesday at a press conference for the San Remo San Remo music festival, which he is co-hosting. Athletes unite the world. Politics divided, he said. Our role is to unite the world by doing what we do best. Athletes should be doing should uh, should be athletes and politi- politicians should be politics. To be fair, that could be some you know language. Uh, yep thing there uh talking about difficult grammar (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so yeah maybe you shouldn't speak ibra uh last week ibrahimovic although he speaks like five or six languages that's what i'm saying he's also probably speaking italian there so uh, right uh, last week ibrahimovic signaled uh out los angeles star lebron james for uh for bringing politics into the sporting arena i like james a lot he's phenomenal uh what he's doing but i don't like when he's playing uh when he when excuse me i need to zoom in i don't know why i always always think i can have it in size 13 font from six feet away uh, but I don't like when people with a status speak speak about politics. Do what you're go what you're good at doing. Ibrahim Ibrahimovic told UEFA plus Discovery plus in Sweden. I play football because I'm the best uh, playing at football. <laughs> I'm the best playing at football. That is not my fault. I don't do politics. If I if I'd be a politician, I would be doing politics. This is the first mistake famous people do when they become famous. For me, it is better to avoid certain topics and do what you're good doing. Otherwise, you're risking doing something wrongly. That was, I just read that, I ha- by the Yeah, way. I have a feeling that whoever was the translator for this. I, I did read that correctly. Right. This is from The Guardian. Uh, James, uh, James, who been, see, what is this? Who, who wrote I think this? This is The just, Guardian. I think you need to summarize the article, Jared. This is a reputable source. (laughs) James, who's been one of the NBA's leading voices against racial injustice and uh, political brutality, dismissed Ibrahimovic's comments. 
Uh, I will never shut up about things that are wrong. I preach about my people and I preach about equality, social justice, racism, voter suppression. Things that go on in our community, he said last week, because I was a part of my community at one point and saw the things that were going on. And I know that's still going on because I have a group of 300 plus kids at my school that are going through the same thing and they need a voice. I'm their voice, and I use my platform to continue to shed, shed light on everything that might be going on, not only in my community, but in this country and around the world. James also pointed out that Ibrahimovic, who once said Muhammad Ali, is his favorite athlete because of what he did inside and outside the ring, has spoken, spoken about politics in past. He's the guy who said in Sweden he was talking about the same things because his last name wasn't a traditional Swedish name. Uh, last name. He felt like uh, there was some racism going on, James said. I speak from a very educated mind. I'm kind of the wrong guy to go at because I do my homework. At Tuesday's press conference, Ibrahimovic also spoke about his recent clash with his former uh, Man U teammate, Romelu Lukaku. Uh, oh, he's yeah. on my he's on my team now, by the way, in FIFA, just saying. The oh, pair nice. <laughs> confronted each other during a recent Milan derby. If he wanted to come to San Remo, he, he's welcome, Ibrahimovic said. But what happens on the pitch stays on the pitch. There we go. Interesting. Difficult topics. Ibrahimovic says avoid it. You know, you're a sports <sighs> guy. Play sports. Yeah, and that's, I don't know. I feel like that's the same argument a lot of political pundits especially on the right will say is they'll say oh stick to sports you know that seems to be the kind of stereotypical phrase they tend to use and he sounds really stupid when like lebron's like i'm doing i'm doing actual things in these communities and seeing change happen partially because of what he's doing you know Mm -hmm. and it's like and it's like like you wait so you're gonna tell me i shouldn't be helping these people that i'm clearly seeing help being given to you know it's like that's ridiculous and yeah, uh i i don't get yeah i don't get where zlatan's coming from in this case um i mean on the one hand i i get it that i think maybe maybe and this is kind of a straw man argument here but maybe what he might be kind of hinting at here is that you know i guess stick to quote unquote stay in your lane i guess if you stick to I, sports is the common phrase right, too right but the thing is, too, is like LeBron said, if you're doing your homework and you know what you're talking about, right? Why why can't you use that platform for some good and talk about something and make some positive changes? Yeah, um, yeah, it's exactly. It's, mm-hmm, it's it's interesting, you know. Um, and actually, I have to give kind of an early shout out. Um, oh, I, I and also that's not even how politics works. Like right. politics, politics is not just politicians. Politics is also people voting for things. You know, it, like it's not just. He's not. It's not like he's like reporting on every, uh, every like just reporting on what's happening in politics. Like he's talking about things that affect him and his community specifically. Mm-hmm. It's like exactly. what are you talking about? It's like everyone has to talk about politics for politics to work. It well, can't and just the other be politicians. Thing is, too, is, is I think it's hard for his Latin to fully understand because he's he's never been a black man in America. Yeah, you know, so 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 it's not as close to home. You know, I mean, but I will say that I, I like. But the clearly, fact he kind of understands what it, how it, uh, it apparently uh, he has some sort of feeling of what it feels like to feel like an outsider. You know, according right. to what he said, right? About exactly. You know, being a kind of like the same thing that uh, Utzel said. You know, I, you know, I'm not shitting on Utzel, but a uh, similar concept where it's like you mm-hmm. know. 
you're, you're, you don't have a traditional Swedish name, so it's like if, if you're not doing great, they pick on you. Right. Well, I think everybody, everybody should go somewhere where they are the minority for a short time, uh, a period mm-hmm. of time, just to just to understand what it feels like. And obviously, I understand as a white guy, it's different for me being a minority than other. But he has. I mean, he's traveled right. the world. Right. Right. I mean, he's but, been everywhere. Exactly. So, so I'm surprised that. Uh, I mean, on the one hand, I get I get where he's coming from when. Like if you if you want to talk about people talking about topics that they might not be educated on, but I don't think that's the case with LeBron. You right. know, I don't think he's just talking to talk. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's there's a reason behind what he's doing. I um, mean, he puts his money where his mouth is as well. LeBron. Exactly. It's not like he's just saying a bunch of stuff for like you know publicity. He he does a lot for for the community. So um, yeah, I, I'm a little disappointed to be honest with you. Um, yeah. in, in in Zlatan, um, I'm surprised. I'm, but you know, I, 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 I guess Zlatan I, makes a lot of comments though too. And, and who <laughs> that's knows? The thing. I don't know if I'm surprised that he would say something like that. Like it's not, it's not. If 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 out of like, it's not shocking to me that he's the person to say something like that. Right. But right. um, but yeah, it's like you could like you know the thing to me whenever someone like this says something like this is like you could also just say nothing, you know. It's like, like you didn't have to, you didn't have to do this. <laughs> it's like, right. why are you saying anything? It's like oh, you don't want to talk about it. That's fine, but it's like, why you gotta go at someone that is, like, clearly, if you were to even do the slightest bit, bit of research, actually making a difference, you know? Right. Well, the other thing too is that I just don't think the 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 political things that LeBron talks about and is working towards. I mean. Why does Latin need to care about it? He doesn't live in America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he he doesn't even really n- understand it. <laughs> right, right. Well, and he and I mean technically, I guess he doesn't really quote unquote need to. Right. You yeah. Know? I mean, who, yeah. No, I don't blame him. But you know, uh, yeah. But I would just not say anything. Right. Yeah. That's a common. That's a common go to in the uh, in like the sports po- politics overlap world is the stick to sports. Like right. that is that is the or or it's also co- common in like a um it's really common in any sort of any anything like you know I'm in the car world I follow a lot of like you know car YouTubers and or whatever mm-hmm. or journalists in the second that they talk about anything political you know you get to like stick to cars that's you know it happens in, in everything and right. it's like well just it's like and, and, and I, I don't know it's I I don't understand that that uh mentality or it's like you can also it's like you're just mad that the people you like don't agree with you is really (laughs) what it is (laughs) i also don't understand though why people why so many people out there are so touchy and sensitive when it comes to why do you have to always agree with you know with something that you know so for here's a good example jared it it feels like a personal attack on people though that's why so so here's a good example of and i think sadly you see this occasionally in the in the field of art and in the field of music especially if we're talking about classical music the the first example that comes to my mind is uh richard wagner he is known as being a giant um uh anti-semite just all around asshole they all were back there you know right (laughs) right but but here's the thing so you know i don't agree with that but i still love listening to a lot of his Mm -hmm. symphonies you know what I mean? So so I think there you don't need to agree with 
Uh, and obviously, this is a little different because it's also a dead person. You, so it's if not you were, like if you were at a party mm-hmm. and you and you were uh, like DJing the party, a, a mm-hmm. young person party. You're not playing Wagner. <laughs> okay. Would you, okay. <laughs> would you play R. Kelly some remix, remix to Ignition? Oh, that's a tricky one. Uh, that is that is a banger <laughs> is of that, a song. Is, is that, that the is line? A banger of the is song. that the line though? Because I w- I probably wouldn't. But um. But I, I might give, wouldn't either. But it's weird because I might give more leniency to Michael Jackson, to someone playing Michael Jackson, than R. Kelly. Is it is it a dead or alive thing? Well, is that well, the line? Well, first of all, maybe. Well, first of all, though, I don't think Michael was ever char- like mm, he was. Yeah. He was never proven guilty, right? You know, it's funny if you were to, if on Twitter if, if like someone that has any sort of notoriety talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks bad about michael jackson there is like a swarm they just get of drug through there's yeah. like a swarm of people that'll like come and respond and it's like it's like at michael uh, m jackson fan or like michael right. jackson fan three and like <laughs> you know, that's how i spend my time charge. on social media <laughs> right right oh man i mean that's true i, I guess that's it, true it, it is it is tricky but i but think it's the shady fact that, for sure right his, it, it definitely is but i also think the fact that so many people when you especially i think the funniest ones honestly are when when like an artist especially like a musician here's a good example jared when willie nelson wrote the song vote him out which was actually a song of the pod we had a, a while back mm-hmm. uh, which was when beto o'rourke was running against ted cruz in texas well the irony back then was there were so many people who were like i i ain't gonna listen to willie nelson no mo because he's mm-hmm. he's a liberal he's a libtard he's a democrat mm-hmm. i'm not gonna follow that you know and so they were very Against it, first of all, it's Rage like I can't believe. Right, that yes, that one as, as well. well. That one as well. That's another great example where. Oh, yeah. Here, here's the thing though. If you enjoy the music, I mean, now look. If you if you don't get that Rage Against the Machine, the machine they're raging against <laughs> is the system. Uh, you're, you're. I'm sorry. You're a little. You're a little slow. The but, songs just sound good. That's all. No one. Right. They're not listening to the words. I guess. Right. But see, <laughs> but see, here's the thing. So, so. Uh, he, here's one uh, musician that I like his music and his guitar playing, but cannot stand him as a person. Ted Nugent. Mm. Ted Nugent is. I mean, if you listen to his, his interviews, he's one of the craziest. Oh, I've heard him talk. Craziest heard, dudes yeah, out there. Oh, I'm very uh, familiar. Very crazy political leanings, or, or maybe mm. not crazy is the right term, but very, very. Uh, um, uh, what's the right Aggressive, term here? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Staunch. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And violent some violence yeah there. a lot yeah. of references and to murdering people exactly <laughs> uh and so so for me it's it's difficult to uh it's it's tricky but at the same time i think just because if you appreciate someone you know zlatan as a great athlete mm-hmm. i think there should you should also be allowed to leave it at that like who cares what he thinks about you know, if you should say something or not say something in politics, if you're an athlete, you know, at the end of the day, who cares? The reason why Zlatan is famous and the reason why we like him, obviously he does have funny interviews and, and says interesting things, but the, at the end of the day, we like him because the dude knows how to kick a damn soccer ball into a goal. You sure. know what I mean? Rip city for sure. I get exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, no, I understand, but it's just, I think, if if I you know I'm not a huge fan of Ibrahimovic I just you know I just you know I agree with you I just think he's a a, a great soccer player to watch or whatever but like for people that I am legitimate fans of um I I don't know depending on the, like it, it does 
it does bum you out if you hear them say some stupid shit you know of course you're like even if it's especially even if it's something as as like uh i would say quote-unquote harmless as what eber said just you know the generic stick to sports it's just like you didn't have to say anything just the fact that you're that like you're essentially like dumb enough to say that in my mind it's just like you didn't have to say anything and it's just like and it just it does make me sort of look look sort of uh you know i'm down on you but like you know it's like you know it bums me out me out a little bit now if i were like a hardcore ebra fan i don't know if it would cause me to burn all of my ebra swag (laughs) but i'll just be like yeah that was dumb but this guy can kick a can score a goal from half fields like it's like it's nothing so right (laughs) yeah yeah it's i don't know it's it's funny that just the entire rigmarole of you know the media and the way everything you know i mean this is this is one of those headlines that you know you you hear and and you wonder was it um did did you actually see the interview or or because i'm i'm just i don't think i saw ibra's part but i did hear i did actually hear lebron james's response he was doing like a zoom interview i did hear that Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Either way, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of ironic Ibrahimovic telling him to stick to sports. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, dude, you, why don't you stick to sports as well? And just not, like you said, just not say exactly. anything. I mean, that's the irony. <laughs> right. It's like you're not sticking to sports by even bringing up that someone else shouldn't be talking about it. Exactly. It's like, well, why do you care then? But you, then you're just but, sticking to sports. Right. But then at the same time, you know, he it's okay if he says things, you know, about... Uh, you know the way it feels being an immigrant in Sweden. You mm-hmm. know, and it's mm-hmm. I, I do find it interesting sometimes just the the cognitive dissonance that some people have, just the 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 lack of awareness you have. You know of and some of it could be self awareness, some of it could be also like you mentioned when he said something about um, uh, Muhammad Ali being one of his favorites. It's like yeah. that's a great example of not sticking to it's sports. It's like yeah, he <laughs> couldn't do his sport for years because he didn't stick to sports. Yep, exactly. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, if you can't stand up for what you believe in, I mean, at the end of the day, all you are then is just some dude who kicks a ball through through a goal or shoots it through a hoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is that really what you want your legacy to be is just that, which is still a great legacy that a lot of people will never be able to accomplish, but still. I, I do like that LeBron called him on the Muhammad Ali thing because it is kind of just like, well, season, now, now I'm just like, you're, you, you, like, you're just essentially kind of not lying but you don't really know why you like muhammad ali it's like not you don't really like him for why you think you like him right and and uh, based off of what you're saying right now uh, about lebron james if if muhammad ali was alive now or still like you know in his prime now or whatever you would not like him you would like you would not like him more than you dislike uh lebron (laughs) yeah for sure do you even know why you like muhammad ali or you're just saying that because he's you know, quote unquote, one of the best. Right. Yeah. It's a good question, Jared. Well, Jared, I do have a, I actually do have a shout out. I did find my mm. shout out. So let's uh, spread, spread some love. Spread love. And uh, this one is a, is a really interesting uh, story here, Jared. This is from techdeeps.com. And uh, this is actually pretty cool. I don't know if you've heard about this, but the Netherlands, they have found a way to turn biodegradable masks into flowers after burial. Now, when I read this headline at first, I thought, wait, so the person is wearing it when they die and get buried? No, that's not what they mean. <laughs> oh, what they my mean gosh. Is, what they mean is, you know, if you, you could bury the mask and a flower will grow. Chad, wow. I know. I was, yeah. I that was sounds apparently, like something I would say. 
I love no it. No kidding. I guess I've been, <laughs> we've been talking too much or something. But, uh, but yeah, so anyway, so the Netherlands biodegradable masks turn into flowers after burial. Mm. So here's uh, here's an innovative way to make bees so, happy. Okay. 100% biodegradable masks with flower seeds ready for planting. The woman behind the idea, uh, Marianne de Groot Pons, I think that's how you say it. She is uh, Dutch. What's up with these designer. Dutch inventors that we've had this week? They're just, they're, I don't, there must be something in the clogs or the what fries and the mayo, Jerry. The other guy, oh, Van Vies was the scream tube yep. guy, or yep. scream hole guy. Hey, you know, you, you, scream, you scream to test if you've got COVID, and then <laughs> when we find out enough people don't have COVID and we don't need our masks anymore, we mm-hmm. just bury them. We'll have this, very pretty fields of flowers, Jared. Yes. You know, the Netherlands will be the post-COVID place to be, Jared. <laughs> um, but yeah. So anyway, shout out to uh, Marianne de Groot Pons, a graphic designer living and working in Utrecht, uh, the Netherlands. Wait, State are, Sanger, you, mm-hmm. oh, you, are you going to explain how, how they work? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, uh, so well, here's kind of the backstory for you, Jared. So, all these years I've been working as a graphic designer. I've used so many resources from nature to be able to make my drawings, especially paper. So, I wanted to give it back to her. Her being Mother Nature. For weeks, I fell on blue. Uh, I, f- uh, yeah, I fell on blue disposable masks thrown on the streets and sidewalks. Don't be doing that, people. You know, first of all, to our American listeners, please continue wearing masks, even if you're state mandate. Yeah, D- I told uh, you. Oh, I told you last episode. I, I saw a dude working at a store, just straight up no mask, and not yep. even under his chin, just no mask. <laughs> Did you see? Have you seen the video? There's a guy that goes into a car dealership, and he has a mask on that that has been screen yeah, printed to I look hate like. That. I hate that. I thought it was kind of funny, but it's it, funny. It looks stupid. funny, but I, I, I don't. I, I hate. I hate people that are looking for that type of attention. I, can't, I do not like it. I don't That's like fair. it. <laughs> That's fair. Especially because especially then it requires you, the joke requires you to pull down your mask. Mm-hmm. And it's like, True. and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'm at work, bro. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I just don't find... I, good, thing, I don't, good thing you don't work in a grocery store, Jared. <laughs> Very good thing you don't work in a grocery store. I feel like I you don't would find last, this, like, I don't find it week. funny. I don't find right. it. I don't find it funny. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. Uh, anyway, so so the way the the mask works is uh, so uh, these. Let's see here. Oh, interesting. Okay, so the material is rice paper and contains flower seeds that are actually even visible. Produced in a small workshop in the Netherlands. Instead of rubber bands, they have soft cords made of pure sheep's wool. The flower seeds remain in the mask uh, using a special glue made from water and potato starch. And in addition to all the other sustainable materials from which the biodegradable mask is made. I need to see these masks. Even the logo uh, is written in a special sustainable ink. Here, I can send you the... The link here, Jared, uh, on it. It's Tech Deeps is the website for anyone out oh, there yeah, listening and curious. Uh, Who's the writer? I, I'm always on that side. I figured. I figured, Jared. That Tech sounds Deeps. just like your your type of website. I just want to see what these things look like. Oh, and here they are. It looks oh, like, it looks like uh, you might also be able to go to mariebbloom.com. I, see I think him. that's okay. the name of the masks themselves. Okay. But yeah, so if you do want to buy one of these, though, Jared, uh, for best results, the masks need to be buried in a garden or a large pot, uh, or you can, or if you throw them in the trash, they will decompose on their own uh, in the landfill where they will be uh, transported, but they probably will not 
be turned into beautiful flowers. So it looks like you do need to plant them or, or, or you know, dispose of them in a way which the flowers will actually grow. You know, I've taken to occasionally actually more times than that. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say occasionally. I'm just going to say I've taken to double masking these days. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems like it would be a good, I would, I would like this as an inside mask and, you know, you know, and over my cloth, under my cloth mask, I would go with the biodegradable one. I don't know why the fact that it's a biodegradable seed mask makes me wonder, like, can I really wear this thing and, and, <laughs> and, uh, and trust it. But mm-hmm. I do love the idea, and I think that would be the best uh, environmental route if you're going to be a double masker, especially if you're going into stores, apparently, where people are just like, F it masks off. Right. Um, uh, th- that future uh, th- song's going to be on the top of the Billboard charts <laughs> when the pandemic's <laughs> over, Jared. Just wait. Um, then I would definitely go with that, and then I would have no waste, except for, I guess, the water used to wash my, my uh, cloth mask. There you go. Shout out well, to anyway, Mary B. Bloom. Exactly. Definite shout love. out. That's pretty awesome. Uh, well, Jared, should we uh, should we get started with our untrans... Oh, it is just almost that time. Almost a little bit late. We're almost a little late, but But it made, made, made it just on time. Yes, so it's time for some untranslatables, which are idioms, proverbs, sayings, axioms that don't always translate on a one-to-one basis into English. And uh, you want to go ahead and give, get us started today, Jared? Sure, dude. My I have two Polish ones. And oh, my nice. first one is botak. Because so. Oh, okay. Uh, that's uh, that's just probably used to explain why something is how it is, right? What do you mean? Like, uh, like it's a it's a phrase used when kind of like because I said so. There you go. That's exactly. What I mean. mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, man. I didn't. I'm surprised you got. I'm not surprised, but I was gonna go into this whole thing about you know one of the worst phrases you can hear as a child. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. My dad used to pull that one, and that uh, used to drive me nuts as a kid. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I said so. Yeah. Well, we we like to know the me- the reason why, Jared. We we probably <laughs> some days we were probably easy kids to raise, other days not so easy. Um, oh I'll get us started with an Italian phrase. Uh, I think this is kind of a could be a, a apropos one to today's topic. Andare in blanco. I think. Is what it? language did you say it was? Italian. Oh, okay. Italian. Andare in blanco. Oh, I could have figured out that it was Italian. Something to go about white. White. To go white. To go white. Is that like to be uh, nervous, scared, shocked, angry? Any of those emotions? Mm-hmm. That's a very, very. That's a very good guess. Very good guess. Okay. Sorry, I was just double checking. Uh, if if you were right, or I not. did. That's a very good guess. A couple guesses. You did. <laughs> you did. But no. So I would say that one actually has um, a slightly different meaning. When would be a scenario, Jared, where you might go white? Mm. Embarrassment. Okay. What? Why would you be embarrassed? Because uh, you s- tripped. Uh, uh, what, what, uh, uh, doing a grand entrance because you uh, um, you mu- you fumbled over your words and actually said uh, fuck instead of duck at a, at a party. Um, um, n- not quite. You're you're. <laughs> I would say this one generally has to do with the opposite sex. 
Oh, because he said something. Uh, oh, is it about um, you uh, like uh, uh, saying, telling, uh, saying, oh, when are you due? And it's like, when nope. am I due? Nope. No. This, oh. this means uh, it's to <laughs> fail when trying to pursue uh, a partner, a girl mm. or a boy. Mm. So I see. You know, you got to have that difficult down. conversation. Yeah. You say, hey, I don't want to be in the friend zone. And they're like, sorry. You're yeah. stuck in the friend zone. Yeah. You are. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to be in the friend zone? You never had a chance. This is the only <laughs> zone you, ha- you have. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, also, another Polish. I imagine the Polish do their J's like a Y. I think so, yes. Yak ni yak tak. So, uh, yak is how. Yeah. Right? How. Oh, interesting. How no, how never. How so? Oh, interesting. What? Well, they say the literal is how not when yes, but you're right. There are two hows in there, so that's not technically the literal. They gave me some washed over uh, literal, not like a proper. Let's let me let me go into the translator and get, and get okay, a proper let's, literal let's see. here. How dare they try to uh, <laughs> lead us down the wrong? Oh, that's what they say. No, that's what they say. How not like that? That's what okay. that's what Google says. That How means, not when, uh, yes. That's what they gave me. Okay. That means, um, hmm. How not when, yes. Think about it. Is it? I would say this actually has, oh, no, go ahead before I throw you off with what I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one to me sounds like, it sounds like, hmm. How not, what was it again? How not like, yes. Yeah. So think about it, you know. You need to get. You need to have that difficult conversation, and you, you keep backing out. It's when you approach something from the wrong angle. And I say to you, Chad, listen. How not when yes? You know. So you, you got to listen. You can't. You, you're 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 losing thousands of dollars by the day. Um, you're 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 you've become an embarrassment to yourself mm-hmm. and your community and your family. You have to, and you have to. You have to end this. How not when yes? No, no I can't what. do it, man. No matter How what. How not when yes? Come on, I can't do it. Everything's fine. Stop How making ex- excuses. You're totally capable. It's just words of encouragement, essentially. Oh, I like that. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. This one, uh, I would say, is maybe not uh, words of encouragement. Uh, <laughs> It, this is also Italian. Maybe not words. Non avere per le sulla lingua. Something about language uh, or speaking. Actually, lingua is tongue. Without what? hair on his tongue. Oh, is that like a coward? Um. No. Uh, I mean, I mean, I would say you might say to someone. Um. I mean, this means more so. I, like a coward would not do this, Jared. I would say that a coward would not. Uh, coward would uh, definitely not have hair on his tongue. A, a coward would not have hair on their tongue. What's the untranslatable again? Uh, without hair on his tongue. So you're saying that would fit into a coward would be one of those, but that's not what it means. Right. Well, I, no, I would say a coward is probably not going to do this. So okay. for, for for example, Jared. Oh, is um, that like to speak brazenly and aggressively? Hold, yeah, I'll give it to you. Hold the truth without holding back. 
hold the truth without holding or like uh, tell uh, the tell, truth tell without the holding. truth sorry yeah tell the truth i got gotcha. without holding back mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah tell it like it is exactly exactly oh, yeah those people suck but they're great you know i yeah. don't know if i really have any of those people in my life now that i think about it <clears throat> some uh maybe i do i take that back i do actually some tell it like it is people it's important to have some of those in your life i would say yeah i think i do that's all, by the way. I told you I had two on Transformers. Okay. Let me give you one more. And I think we've done this one, but I just love this one. Uh, Minestra Riscaldata. We, we have done it, but uh, what, what, what is it? What is it? Reheated soup. Mm. I think there's another untranslatable that Reheated we did. Reheated cabbage is the other one that we've done. Yeah. <laughs> what language is that? I think also Italian. Okay. Maybe Spanish. Maybe. Is it the same thing? uh like a getting back together with an old fling so re, re, that's that's one meaning rekindling old flames but yes but the flame doesn't have to be a romantic interest mm. uh, i think i think it could be so so here here here's oh, the it's description like, oh, maybe like oh if, uh, f- my best friend from middle school i haven't talked to this person in 12 years um not quite i uh, here, let, let me just explain it. So whether it's a romantic partner or a project you've been working on, reheated mm. soup is when you lose interest in something, likely due to lack of originality and variety. So kind of like uh, this thing Your right keyboard. here in the bottom right. corner of my... Right. <laughs> right. I need to Who reheat knows, that maybe soup. five months from now, <laughs> I hope my van won't be reheated soup five months from now. Well, the thing about a van is you can actually just use it as a vehicle as well. You That's know? true. <laughs> like... Uh, worst case scenario, you know. Right. Exactly. <clears throat> Anyways, I think those were some fun untranslatables. Now, though, Jared, it's time to talk mm. about the heavy stuff. Yeah. So let's put on our serious caps here, Jared, and uh, talk about navigating difficult conversations. And I'll tell you, Jared, where this idea came from today, because I do think it's important. And I also want to give a very late shout out to the uh, content creator uh, and author, Emmanuel Acho. Have you heard of him before? Mm-mm. So Emmanuel Acho, go on YouTube, Jared, and just type in Emmanuel Acho. Just Ocho so you can Acho. get Acho, A C H O, so you can get a, an idea of what he does. So he has a, a YouTube channel with about four hundred and eighty thousand subscribers, uh, and he does something called uncomfortable conversations with a black man. And so what he does is he ha- he talks about uncomfortable topics. Uh, with different audiences and they're they're really interesting um so i would really highly encourage any of our listeners out there to check out his channel and give some of the videos a watch because i, I do think there's a lot you can learn from him i will say this though jared Damn, especially if the production to Oprah. okay yep. emmanuel Acho. Yep. um i will say this though at least if you watch some of the videos the uncomfortable uh, conversations with the black man um uh, if his title. production team is listening, uh, you, y'all need to cut off with the with the cheesy ass music in the background because it just makes the video so sappy and it de- detracts Over from the, the actual thing. conversation. Yeah, they have yeah. they have like running background music throughout the whole conversation. Yeah, um, and you it's like, come that. on, yeah. But but so this is actually where where the idea, Jared, of difficult or uncomfortable conversations started to kind of come to my mind. Where you know I think this is such an important thing to talk about. But we usually don't talk about it. One, because I would say your average person generally doesn't want to have a lot of conflict, right? I think you and I both have mentioned on the podcast, when possible, we definitely try to avoid any conflicts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm a non-confrontational person, mm-hmm. sometimes to a fault. Yeah, I would say so. 
Um, have you watched any of these um, Emmanuel Acho videos? Yes. Which ones have, uh, you, have you watched? I, I watched. Uh, he did one with. Excuse me. I had some uh, some Verners earlier. Uh, he did uh, <laughs> an episode with uh, um, some police officers. So that was really interesting. It was really interesting. Uh, Emmanuel talks about you know navigating. Uh, the United States as a black man and how it's different for him as a black man versus, you know, a white person or even a, po- a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he mentions how in the video, you know, when when they're doing the video, if you look, uh, you know, they have all these police officers there. And yeah, he says, you know, it. I'm I'm used to this being one. You know, he said he was like three black Emmanuel people in the room. Comfortable as hell right now. <laughs> what, what, what he said though is he wasn't uncomfortable because he's uh. so used to being put in those situations. They're not wearing their uniforms. Oh yep. no, I would yep. not like that. <laughs> yep. But then he mentions they they ask him, well, how do you? And this was a really interesting question. They ask him, well, how do you see police officers who are black? And I was I was really curious what his response would be. And he said, well, I I see them as black first. A police officer second, and he said, and and obviously Jared, I can't. That's what the police re- officer said. No, no, this is what Emmanuel mm. said, and obviously I can't, you know, relate to this as, as a white dude, but I just found it really interesting that you know he talked about how for him, you know, it's he looks, uh, and and I don't know if this is, you know, at least this is what he said was for him as a black man, he tends to when he goes and he kind of reads the room, you know, he kind of looks for where are where are you know my people. Uh, where are where are you know the other uh, black people in the room just in case anything goes down? And I'll tell you, I'll be honest, you know, as a, as a white person, that's not really a thought I've ever need to have. Mm-hmm. Which I think does go to show you the fact that you know white privilege is definitely a thing. Um, you know, for for those uh, people out there who think, well, just because you're a white person and you don't have your life served on a silver platter, that's not what white privilege yeah, means. I wasn't rich. I didn't right. have uh, things handed I to me as a kid. I have to work hard too. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. it's like that's not what it's my, about. Yeah, my parents abused me as a kid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Ex- exactly. You think I'm privileged? I, yeah, I, I freaking hate that, dude. I hate it when people go to that where it's like you you clearly don't understand what white privilege is. It has nothing to do with. With you know, you know some some just white people have millions handed down to them when they turn eighteen to start businesses, and right. cops are just like, oh, all right, <laughs> right, on you go, sir. Exactly, <laughs> you're white, <laughs> and and I mean these are difficult conversations for a lot of people to have because. I mean, you, it's one, it's very personal, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as a white person, I mean, you can definitely really quickly get on the defensive and, and take things personally. But I think these conversations are so crucial. If we want to grow as a culture, improve as a culture, um, just have more empathy for one another, um, you know, and, and these, these difficult conversations, I think it's, I think it's important for everybody because I think it's also important for us to understand where are these people coming from who do say things like, well, I have to work hard. You know, I, I haven't experienced white privilege. It's like, okay, well, you're obviously coming from a bit of a place of ignorance, mm-hmm. but you know, how can we lead this conversation in a way where we can all come out of it, learning something from one another, mm-hmm. you know? And I know this might sound very kind of you know, woo woo and hippie and all that stuff. But I do think it is really, really important. Um, so, so I mean, race and, and racism is a big, uncomfortable, you know, kind of proverbial elephant in the room, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, and in the U.S., I think we, we're more confronted with it than a lot of other cultures because we do have so many different uh, races, ethnicities, all living under, you know, one country, working together, um, 
And I, I truly believe that that is really what makes us as Americans stronger, is the fact that we have so many different different types of people out there, different ideas, different cultural backgrounds, mm-hmm. you know. Um, well, and our country is founded on, on, you know, slavery and racism as well. So, like, from the introduction of our country, the, the cha- like, the difficult relationship with black and white people has been, you know, put into law since the founding of this country. Right. And so, like, it's it's been a constant struggle, you know, as long as this country has existed. Well, I mean, just imagine, Jared, if we got in a, in a, in a time machine right now and told our great-great-grandparents that you and I did a podcast together. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I know it it's, sounds it, funny. It's funny that you say a podcast, though, because you could also just say that we were like friends or something. Right, know? right. Well, yeah, anything. Because anything, yeah, you're just going to really. confuse them. A podcast. Right, what the? <laughs> right. Or, or the fact you and I graduated from the same school. Yeah, that's true. You that's know, true. I mean, um, but... But I think the issue for a lot of white people is they don't realize that, you know, slavery wasn't really that long ago. When you hear the mm. dates, it seems like a long time. But and, and actually, Emmanuel mentions this on his on his YouTube channel in one of the videos. He said, you know, well, my great grandparents would have been just towards the end of slavery and they would have been born as slaves. Um, right. And just because mm-hmm. and just because the end date. In eighteen, what is eighteen eighty five? I should know that it is eighteen eighty five. Just because the the you know the end year was eighteen eighty five doesn't mean that it was just like a you know all right, good good you right, know right. See you later. We're Sorry all, about we're that. We're all equal and we're all friends now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not how that works. All right, uh, these black people are going to go buy buy a house and uh, get a job in an office and. <laughs> right and just live normal like yeah it's not it, like they're you know the it's so it, people don't i don't know it's just like we, we 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 can sort of uh contextualize the transitions of like uh time way be- way way before us like thousands of years before us uh or you know millions of years before us but like we we can't contextualize it in, in the sense of like reality really you know mm-hmm. like like how it's still happening and it's like it's how could you say you're we're past something i, I don't know it's just it's, I, I don't understand that you know right uh, well i think it i think it comes from uh i i don't think it always comes from a place of ill intent or malice but i do think it does come from a, a place of ignorance you know yeah. i think ignorance and wishful thinking right yeah definitely um, but yeah, it, it, I mean, as, as Americans, I would say racism tends to be a very, very hot topic in terms mm-hmm. of difficult discussions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think a lot of younger people, our generation, it's not perfect, but, and, but I hope it's getting a bit better. You know, I, it's, it's really hard for me to say because I don't, I don't really look into a lot of the stuff, but I, I mean, sure. It's probably, it's getting better over time. But I think people. I, I think it's not whether it's getting better or worse. I think people. I think it's just more, the the, the ignorance is, is in like how quickly people think things are getting better, or how much better people think things are than they really are. You know, right? Like I, I think it's it's like it's 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 a. It feels like it should be a subjective statement. I, I don't. Excuse me. Objective statement. I don't know if it is or not. But it seems like it should be an objective statement to say like. You know, racism is easier now than it was in the 40s, you know? Right. Or better, you know? Right. Yeah. Race well, relations I mean, if you have look improved. at even just the legislation and quality yeah. of life, 
Um, I would say that's probably some some good evidence. But for I that, still but. think, though, I still think, though, there is a lot of ignorance and how much progress has been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Well, it's also really easy to, you know, and we did an episode, I think, about echo chambers and, and social media bubbles. You know, it can also, you know, if you're very progressive thinking and you have lots of friends who, who you know, are open to pretty much everyone and anybody, um, then, of course, you might think that the world is... You know, oh, everybody is nice and friendly and progressive and, you know, we're all open to come sit, you know, have a seat at the table. And it's like, then you go to, you know, your, you know, Jim Bob's house, you know, in the little farm town down the road and uh, things can change really quickly, you know. Yeah. Um, But I think I think those Jim Bob people, too. (laughs) 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 Um, I (laughs) I, I think they would say that everything is great, too. Is you know if as you know especially if you keep voting Republican or whatever, right? It's just yeah. different perspectives on what it means for you know, and I think those Jim Bob people too, because apparently that's what we're going to call them now. I I, I would a hundred percent think that a lot of people, these you know more conservative people, don't think racism is even a an issue at all in the country anymore. You know, like it's not even anything that needs to be discussed or concerned about or or obsessed over because it's not a problem. There are there are small instances of people doing racist things, but overall, racism is not a problem in this country well it's also easy to say if you're a white person i'm gonna be honest yeah. you know it's very easy to say racism isn't a problem well, we, because you're not that, affected by it we've we've had that conversation before about um another thing that i love to hear white people say is is claim that other people white people aren't racist <laughs> mm. and it's like how do you know and it's like just because they're not saying like overtly racist stuff around you <laughs> it's like right. how do you know they're not well, racist that goes, to you <laughs> i mean that goes also that goes back to the the old saying uh or the sentence when people say i'm not racist but and it's mm. like you know right That's after the classic. that but they're gonna say they're about to say some. But racist I believe shit. this thing that is pretty racist. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. but the, 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 I believe it for a valid reason. You know, right. it's different. So Jared, how about this? I think it might be kind of fun if we could come up with a list of some other topics that might be mm. some difficult conversations, and then and try to see and maybe we can't find a way, but try to find a way of how how you how you would handle or navigate having such a discussion. So obviously in the U.S. a big one is race and racism. What are some other topics that could lead to some difficult conversations? I have one for you. Uh, Did your parents give you the sex talk when you were a kid? Oh, not really. Yeah. Uh, Yes and no. Yes and no. The talk I got, and and I can say on the podcast because it's not very graphic. And there's no the, way they're going to listen to this. Uh, well, well, <laughs> they can because that's what they told me. Uh, is yeah, uh, but there's my, a- <laughs> my okay. mom told me. I mean, you know, we got the very basics in school. You know, put put on a rubber to prevent pregnancy. Uh, <laughs> that's you know, what they took, said. Put on a rubber. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they took out the banana and rolled the condom down the banana. You know, you I don't know, think I ever saw. Stuff. I don't think I. I obviously heard the you know the condoms of and dental dams to avoid stds and diaphragm as well and but i I never got the the cucumber or banana uh uh demonstration demonstration yeah Mm. well jerry did you even go to a public well you didn't go to a public high school i I was about to say that's that's why why. yeah i don't i don't want my kids paid all all that money to you know 
keep your keep your eyes That's clean true. from no, no banana demonstrations, Jared. You pay thousands of dollars to keep your kids' heads pure. That's right. <laughs> pure and ignorant. That's right. Um, but but yeah, so what, what my parents basically told me was, I don't really think I had much of a talk at all with my dad. I think what my dad told me basically was, be a gentleman. That was pretty much the phrase. If I ever went out on a date with a girl, that's what he would say. My mom, my mom was more on the impression. She was like, uh, you should wait until... Uh, you're in a serious relationship with someone or it's when i was a kid it was you wait till marriage mm. um well not just that wait. i really knew what but sex you, was but, exactly but, you know. just generally wait right like, you don't really understand um, the process when they're ex- saying ex- exactly <laughs> but as i got older uh then it became um just make sure if you are going to do it do it with somebody you love um that's was, beautiful was, was my mom's advice so so there you go uh, but yeah, sex, and sex then as is, you a, older, is a weird. It was just like, please, just don't hurt yourself, right? And and <laughs> and be careful if you have kids. Make sure you're paying child support or, or you know you wife them up. Please get a good um, lawyer. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but sex, sex is a is a weird topic as well. Sex is one of those weird ones, though, Jared, because depending on who you're talking about it with, it can or can't be a difficult topic. Mm-hmm. Like with your parents or your family, for sure. I find that really weird and awkward and i don't want to talk about it and it's very uncomfortable but then if you have some good friends for you though that's i mean that's probably most people that's not everyone though that's true some of those people that are like my you know my parents are my best friend those weirdos right um they probably you know can talk about it yeah but yeah i'm I'm in your i'm in the same boat as you though but yeah i mean and i think if you're honestly if if i had a child and i were if they were of age where you know, it's about time to give them the birds and the bees talk, as they say. Um, I would honestly sit them down, and uh, the first couple things I would talk about with them would be, uh, well, f- first of all, you know, make sure, especially if you're young, make sure you really know the person well, um, mm. because I don't think as a young person, um, you know, you're learning a lot, they're learning a lot, y- you, you're more vulnerable in a lot of ways, I think, when you're younger and you're just starting out. Then as you get older and you gain more experience and you kind of know how to handle relationships a little bit better. So, you know, uh, don't rush it would be one of the first things I would probably tell my kids. <laughs> All right, Chad, we don't need to give tips on, on how to no give tips. the sex talk. Okay, I fair mean, enough. Give t- it's just, this is getting so uncomfortable. <laughs> See, there we go. But there, but it is important, though, Jared, to... to Listening to you tell people, uh, you know, how to have sex is making... Or, you know, the, when's well, the right well, time well, well, and what it means to have sex. What sex means is making me very uncomfortable. Honestly, you know, you're, you, what you were about to say before that, uh, which uh, was that, you know, it's uncomfortable with your parents, but not, but not that uncomfortable with your friends. Was that what you were about to say? Uh-huh. I find it uncomfortable, honestly, with everyone. Like, I don't... That's <laughs> fair. I was watching, so I watched Bridgerton. Yeah, I watched mm-hmm. Bridgerton. Yeah, the last episode made me cry like a child. Uh, it's a great <laughs> show, um, but there, there, there are some steamy sex scenes. And I watched so, the, the part of the show by myself, and, and you I were was still in tears, and I was eh? still just like, "Dude!" So I was. It was to the point where, I, like, I had to turn around, and I was like, "Are my blinds closed? I don't want my neighbor like looking <laughs> in and seeing like softcore porn on my screen." I, I don't know. I, I maybe this. Was, I mean, this is even, maybe even something I should talk about with a therapist. Uh, but. Even worse if you're on an airplane. <laughs> yeah, dude. If you're watching something like oh that on the airplane. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> you just dude, look over, what are you shit. watching? <laughs> there's, another, there's another uncomfortable conversation, though, is, is like if you are confronted by somebody in public for something you're watching, you're saying, or, well, maybe not saying, but like, for example, say you wear a T-shirt. 
um, that has something that's quote-unquote inappropriate, and then you have somebody come up to you and berate you about your, your clothing choices or your, yeah. or your haircut choices or what have you. Um, when, when I was a kid, I had a, a, a Wiz Khalifa shirt that someone gave to me that was a, one of, a, a line from one of his songs, mm-hmm. wake up drunk, go to sleep, fucked up. And I, and I was like, thank you. I was like, I can never wear this anywhere. <laughs> Should have worn that your first day at work. I was like, I don't, this, this shirt is uh, purely a sleeping shirt uh, because I cannot wear this. Or a party shirt. I, mean, I guess you, so. I never. Wear I guess so. Party. I didn't even think about it. I, I kind of be nervous. To, I just. I just can't. That's true. I could have I mean, worn that like Friday party, or Saturday, though, like around you, you Albion. You gotta come. Come correct though, Jared. If you wear that to a party, <laughs> that's can't true. Be. I don't know if I live a lifestyle. Like I, I, I'm not living the lifestyle that merits that shirt. You know, I gotta you just step go it up. There and you're like, and you, they offer you a mixed drink. You're like, no, I'm, I'm good with yeah. beer. And then, and then you know, like an hour later, they come back. Hey, you want a drink? And you're like, no, I, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I beer. finished my two beers. <laughs> they give me I'm a good. shot, uh, and I do the face. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or when you go Ooh, to shoot it, so you, you throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you right, know? So it's face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, that, that's I've definitely another. Done, have you ever done, like, when someone hands you a bottle, and you just, oh, I've, actually, I know you've done it. I've seen you do it. And you, like, just put your tongue over and just. And just and oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. I for sure have done that before. Yeah. Um, I've definitely seen you do that. And you're like, yep. Four, five, and you're just like, oh well, yeah, okay. And <laughs> yep. uh, I'm my which own is smart, speed, Jared. Sp- yeah. uh, listen, I wouldn't yeah, do I it either. Myself. I don't blame you. I don't blame but you. That that's another one though that it's can a be a difficult topic right for sure. as well. Is is alcohol uh, and partying and and that stuff that party can be a difficult topic? Yeah, would be an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah, write yeah, that that'd down. Be, that'd be all right. I'll here. I'll, I'll send. I'll send it um, off. So yeah, but, this the sex talk. I have a. a, a do you, I, oh, can we can we rank them? That might be kind of fun. All right. If, if if we can do a list of what we think would be the most five uncomfortable topics, um, I will put a, a sex up there. I would say sex is probably in the top five. I would say. Um, uh, I, we we already said politics. We talked mm-hmm. about that for a bit yep. and racism. Yep, that's got to be in the top five too. Yep. Yep. Uh, party culture. Um, or drinking, drugs, alcohol, that type of thing. Sex, for sure. I have another oh, one, by the way. Uh-huh. Go for uh, it. Religion. Yes. Yep. Dude, I can't tell you. So uh, I can't tell you how many times I've been put in a situation where I essentially have to lie about my religious beliefs. <laughs> oh, with your uh, with your family, probably, right? Uh, some with my family, like my grandparents. They, they always ask me if I'm going to church. And what am I supposed to say? No. And if right. I say no, they're like, "Well, are you looking?" I was like, "No, <laughs> I can't tell, do that." Tell them, I can't tell do them you it. started your own congregation. It's called the Untranslatable Podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it, yeah, you I get excommunicated that, that from would, your that family. That would calm their nerves. Like, yeah, I started my own religion instead. Fuck it, <laughs> I don't need that's, it. I got hey, my I own. Mean, that's what that's what the King of England did, right? He he wasn't a fan of <laughs> what the church was doing. So was I don't like, like what they're guys. saying. <laughs> I got my own ideas, and I'm, I'm taking them to the streets. Right. Um, but is it? But my my family is one thing. I've been asked on multiple occasions. I don't think at this recent job, but on at previous jobs, about whether I go to church or not, and like what my religion mm-hmm. is. A couple times in Philadelphia, because my, my, my last job had some slight religious leanings to them. Okay. Uh, or not, you know, the company sort of did. And so, like, um, you know, one of my coworkers asked me, like, if I had found a church. And in my head, I, I was like, 
I, I, I'm like, I'm not, I, I was like, why are you asking? I was like, I'm not looking. <laughs> right. But I just said, no, not yet. That's what I said. Like, yeah, better, better like I'm in the process. Right. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to say? And, and that's the thing. And I was like, well, I don't want our, because this is someone I work closely with. Mm-hmm. And I like this guy a lot. I liked, I do like this guy. And I'm right. like, I don't want, I don't want our relationship to turn weird if I'm just like, yeah, I'm not looking, not interested. It's not going to happen. Right. No interest. And I was like, no, this guy's gonna, because this guy was very religious, and mm-hmm. now he's gonna look at me like I'm some sort of heathen I'm, over there. I'm assuming the Christian, probably. The, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. If you really want to throw a Christian for a loop, uh, you could say, oh yeah, I found a great mosque down the street, <laughs> dude. That would be that. That would be good. Yeah, that would be good. I sh- I, yeah, but see, that's the thing. I'm at work, you know. Right. And I'm just uh, like, yeah, what yeah, am I, I supposed to say in the situation? What do you want right. from me? Because. Right. Like there's really only one acceptable answer, and I don't have it for you, and you're my colleague, <laughs> right? And, and now I've been putting judge me based on my answer, which yeah is. Yeah. I've been I mean, in I, a uh, a couple <laughs> work situations like that. And, oh, at that same job, another dude. Oh yeah, really? I, <laughs> yeah, dude. And this guy, this guy. So we 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 do like these um these like you know like these annual reviews or whatever, and it's but it's like with a, like an HR person. And during the the annual review thing, where you know I talk about my progress and I talk about you know how my relationship is with my boss, he asked me if I if you know if I if I'm religious, and I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? And um and then uh and then he uh and, and you know and I and that time I think I told him the truth. I was like, no. And I, he might have asked me if if he could pray for me. And I I might have said I, I might have said no. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. I might have said yes. I might have said no. But I mean, if you said pray for me, I probably said yes. Sure, mm-hmm. I don't care. Pray for me. Yeah, fine. Right. But if you, but if he said he might have asked like in the meeting, if, and I then I might have said that I might have said no to. I don't remember right. exactly what happened, but uh, that is the worst because I was like, well, how is this going to affect? <laughs> well, we know how it affects. <laughs> I don't know if that had anything to do with it. To be clear, but <laughs> but I'm just like I don't want this. I, I we th- this is a classic. This is a classic. No, uh, don't talk about at work topic. What is happening? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, well but have you ever run into you that? Because you're you're so a religious. Like nah. you have no religious affiliation. Nah. No one when ever you, asked but, you in awkward situations you, about your you church. You know what though, Jared? Also the places where I've worked. But even just in your personal really, life. Um, no. Cause honestly, I haven't maybe maybe all of us teachers are heathens. Hmm. Uh Jared. Maybe maybe we are, and people in education are heathens. I could be wrong. But. Well, you know what's the wor- the worst part is, and not that I feel guilt about it or anything, is like I did grow up as a church going kid. So right. like uh so like you know, why so so it is it is like when I say no, even though they don't know that I guess, it is it is sort of like a uh like I'm like like it is like, you know, talking to my grandparents or something, you know, or like now I gotta you know, I, you know, I got the weight of a of a of a lost soul on on, on my shoulders. Right. Um, Speaking of that, though, Jared, that's another tough uh, tough topic to talk about. Is death? Oh yeah, dude. death is another big one, and that one's tough because it's multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's related to religion, so it's related to Some what you think sure. happens after they after yeah. people die. Um, obviously there's some personal, you know, I mean, people are grieving, so there's some sensitivity about the subject there. I never know as well, like how to properly, yeah, like address and, and, and interact with people who recently have lost a loved I one. I struggle because, with that too. Like what's right. the right thing to say? Right. How can you just like, and, and like, you know, obviously you don't want to like 
give advice or like say it'll you'll it'll be better like you just right. don't, like what do i say and you, know? you also don't want to be the the uh the clown trying to cheer them up you know just, exactly. I, exactly i think the thing the thing that makes that difficult is as a culture i think the u.s we are terrible you, oh, go ahead sorry we are terrible at the u.s about just letting people feel their emotions like if it's okay to be sad sometimes sure i think a lot of times we forget that we have these range of emotions and just because you're feeling sad or angry or upset or what have you it's fine feel those emotions now what's not appropriate is how you handle how you respond to those emotions so if if you know if you're sad and your coworker says something and then you lash out at them I would say that's obviously not the correct way to handle a situation sure. like that. Yeah, or if you know, start you know, go into uh, substances or whatever. Sure, there are bad ways right. to handle situations, but yeah, I, I think that's that's the. Oh, I think that's also the tough thing as someone that, like you said, that would be in our not would be, but that like in the position of like. Um, trying to let you know be there for someone mm -hmm. that that you know that you're friends with or you have some sort of relation to that lost someone uh where it's like it's like what what's where's the line between you know letting you know that i'm there but also not just talking to talk you know not just mm -hmm. saying words because you're uncomfortable <laughs> well, well that's what? another thing the awkward silence you know that the right. fear of that awkward silence which uh, i think there are a lot of a, situ a lot of situations where that awkward silence is only awkward because someone makes it silent, you know, or because you, you, that person feels awkward and it should be embraced a lot more. Just the, the interesting silence. thing about awkward si uh, silence, Jared, is that we, we have all these filler words in, in English and in many languages because of we want to avoid the silence. We want to avoid the awkward silence. Mm -hmm. And I find it fascinating because... I think when you when you meet a good friend or or you have a family member or a significant other where you can just sit there for a minute and neither person needs to say anything those are the relationships I actually like the most. Yeah, because for sure. Because if you constantly have to feel like you have to talk or they have to talk in order I just yeah, it it just to me doesn't it seems too forced. It's not organic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Silence is good. Yeah. Yeah, you, especially in just like a normal conversation, you know, you don't you don't have to you don't always have to have something to say. That's mm -hmm. that's for sure. Uh, what 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 are some other um some other topics we we've talked about politics, racism, G death, well, uh, sex, politics. Another politics religion. one that I would say would be uh like geopolitics slash nationalism, because hmm. and and I and I'm saying this more so because I had to be very careful. For example, Jared, when I was in China. I had to be very careful what I said and how I said it because uh, I didn't want to have any difficult conversations about, um, you know, it's it's one thing to have different beliefs and it's and it's also one thing to defend those beliefs you have. It's another thing though to um, share those beliefs with a group of people who um, have never or or most people have never experienced anything like that. Therefore, it can be very difficult for them to. Uh, relate, be able to empathize. And a lot of people, I don't know why this is, but a lot of people, whenever, uh, when I was in China, I was very careful with even doing comparisons because I didn't want my students to 
um, think that this is some evaluation of their home country or culture mm-hmm. because it wasn't. It was just, you know, this is what I saw and experienced in the U.S. This is what I saw and experienced in China. Uh, I'm and, not saying it's better or exactly. worse. I'm just saying these are things that I've experienced. <laughs> right, things I've experienced and observed. Well, and we um, know in general mm-hmm. the idea of nationalism is is tricky in a lot of countries. You know, in the U.S. here, we uh, we tend to obsess over nationalism, you know, American flags flying outside of your house, uh, stickers on your car. I actually might uh, put an American flag sticker on my van, Jared. Did you really? I might. Okay. Good luck with that. Jared uh, doesn't want to be friends the, with me. The anymore American now. flag in itself is such a polarizing symbol to mm-hmm. especially to have like stickered on on a vehicle or something like that. Am I, I think is it, my is my van gonna get vandalized if I put an American flag listen, on there? Not where you're going. You're fine. <laughs> you're going north to northern michigan you're fine <laughs> maybe that's why i'm putting it on and, and you know i'll, change, yeah, I'll take maybe, that one off and put a different one on when i go south or something maybe be careful yeah <laughs> yeah you have a little uh, over that you just put a little stars and bars <laughs> um uh but oh, it's such true. a polarizing uh symbol these days but uh, nationalism is all, anyway. So you know, in the U.S., you know, we we are free and liberal with our usage of our flags and our American symbols America. on our clothes and, and underwear no and bikinis and whatnot, napkins, um, paper plates. <laughs> but you don't see that in in like Germany. They would not do that in Germany. No they have way. A, no. Uh, they are way way more uh, uncomfortable. They are very uncomfortable with the idea of nationalism because they have a very a much realer relationship with it than we do here in the United States. Right. And they are more aware of their history, to be honest with you, and realize the the dangers that nationalism has caused their you know, them and or their country and then the past. Right. That's another difficult topic, Jared, that I, I can't believe it, it oh, kind yeah. of history went over my head. But history. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. Especially US history. Yeah. Um, you know that yeah, that that is better monuments and shit. Well not not only that, but just But yeah, just the history we're told. I mean, the history right. we as that we as students in in America are told, for, and and what they choose not to tell you. Right. And as you get older, and if you find you start to find out and do some research on your own, we got the Disney when, history. Right. Right. We did. No kidding. And who knows? Who knows, Jared? What kind of watered down bullshit kids are probably getting nowadays? Sure. You know I mean, what it's I mean? still happening. I mean, they're probably st- a lot of a lot of kids are probably using the same textbooks we used when we were in high school and middle well, school. N- no, so I I heard about one textbook. Uh, I think it was in Texas. Mm. They were, uh, I believe, they had gotten rid of the Trail of Tears in the in the history books. They mm. had omitted it, which is, I mean. Uh, but see, the, the thing about history, why it's so difficult is, I mean, we are telling these stories of tragic loss, of genocide, of war, of all of these horrendous things that happened right. uh, throughout time. And, Most and of the our point history of, is not rosy and Disney, Disney-ified. Right. right. And if, <laughs> and general, if you're reading ours, history, the world. if you're reading history to feel good about yourself, you need to think of, you need to find something else to read because that's not the point of history. Yeah. Um, that's really not. Yeah. And... Uh, and, and and, and I, I hate the, like, protecting of kids' feelings because it's like this is the point 
of education is that right. you have to teach people like as people you know at some point we have to teach people about the realities of mm -hmm. uh the, the world we get to yeah, the point you can't of the US shelter someone forever where every year parents are like my kids are too young for this and it's like well they're seniors in high school now so uh. right <laughs> and and what you don't think with the internet that they won't be able to find it somehow really yeah that's true exactly i mean, i, I notice with my niece and my nephews or they don't they are so damn smart but or they don't and then and then you and then that's how you get like situations that we're in now uh, with Zlatan talking about LeBron. It's like, yeah, because you don't know our history. I mean, obviously it's different. He's not American. That's a bad example, but you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how, that's how you get, still get this high level of ignorance that we have because people don't learn. Like, right. there's a, a whole bunch of ignorance at all levels of society uh, mm -hmm. because people never, you know, didn't learn the truth in school and never chose to learn it as an adult. I am terrified of the way that we are going if you've ever seen the movie idiocracy we're I'm familiar slowly, with it, we're slowly moving it. down that path jared you just wait we're slowly moving down that path. <laughs> if we, well, i'm familiar with it because i've heard people <clears throat> reference that before right. because if we're not willing to have these difficult conversations with people uh, they're going to figure out the hard way and they're not going to know any better and they're and we're just mm. setting other people up for failure Speaking i mean at it, the end of the day that is kind of the if there's any any point i would like a listener to take away is what i just said right there i believe another uh topic in idiocracy was the climate if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah and it's i'd say the, cl the climate the is a uh is a difficult yeah. conversation to have with people climate change mm -hmm. right. um there's there's people that are just flat out in denial of it well i think it's funny the fact that we have a flat earth movement the fact that that <laughs> somehow is a movement yeah um, it blows my mind yeah and I, I think that's people people just science is 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 lose some i feel I, I don't know i haven't been around long enough to be able to say this but it seems like it feels like science is losing its credibility somehow and i'm not saying it's science is false but I feel no, like I it's think somehow it's the internet's fault. fault, social media's fault, people thinking yeah. they have answers to everything. Yeah. Well, I would um, say it's the uh, some media narrative outlets as well. Sure, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'd I mean, say the fact that a fact nowadays can be the fact you can have a f have fake news and fake facts, it's like, it, it's ridiculous. Climate change is certainly an argument that I have no interest in getting in with someone. Right. Like, like uh, I maybe I'll, I'll get... No, I probably wouldn't get it, but like, I just there's no there's no point to me. It's like, what, well, like, I, there's no way. First of all, I'm not an expert. I just I'm right. just going off of what I've heard experts say. So there's so there's no way I have the, and I admit that I don't have the expertise to be able to sort of, you know, do do the uh, the intellectual jujitsu and and, and that's talk kind you down. of the first step, though, Jared. <laughs> I think I think that level of awareness. Um, is great because if more people had that level of awareness, <clears throat> they might not be leading people down the wrong path when they try to, you know, as you said, you're not an expert in climate change. I'm not either. If I were to try to convince someone, I, you know, first of all, we're probably in all likelihood not going to convince them. Exactly. But also the fact that we are not experts on the subject, if they try to gaslight us or do other things, we probably wouldn't be able to. Um, handle it. That's why, and I don't want to find my... myself in a situation where someone's putting, like, throwing some fact that's probably not a real fact at me, and mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you, but I right. know that uh, from what I, I believe, climate change is a real thing, and we need to address it a lot faster. You know, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I can't. I I don't know. I can't. I can't talk you. I can't come at you with a talking point. I, I don't know. Right. It, it's difficult. Another really difficult topic to talk about, um, and actually I had a talk with my parents about this a little while ago, is uh, in the U.S. specifically, gun violence and uh, acts of terror. Mm. That's another difficult thing. Like I'm thinking about as well, like we've talked about a couple times on this episode, like having conversations, especially with younger people or your kids. Um, it's because it's intertwined, especially in the United States with race. Right. We, we have, we've had, we had one... One big terrorist attack happened in in two thousand one, and then you know a certain group of people became the the quote unquote terrorist. Yep, they and, were the and, scapegoats, and we've been ignoring real and real and legitimate terrorism and with domestic terrorism with our own country within our own country because we have this idea of what a quote unquote terrorist is, and it's you know not not a not a you know not a, a a white dude running into the capital you know that's just an american fighting for his freedom right which i i still don't get how how less people well it's i mean i do get it because they're white but i, I get that's that the short that easy answer part of nashville around on right. christmas or whatever right they never call that guy a terrorist. <laughs> right it's yeah uh, it's, it's crazy yeah <clears throat> no that that's that's for sure yeah so so now, Jared, we've we've talked about some. So if we were to recap, though, and I think my my personal top five, and you're more than welcome to have a different. Let set me of just top run five. through the list of all mm-hmm. the ones we said real yeah. quick. I wrote them sure. down: politics, racism, death, sex, religion, nationalism, history, climate change. So I think number one. I think probably at least um, for I wouldn't say necessarily for me, but I think the number one most difficult topic to talk about because it's so nuanced and so personal is uh, I'm going to go number one with race. I think that would be my most difficult. I'm gonna, I'd agree with you on that. I'd say number two for me, uh, especially trying to talk to other people would be politics because once again, mm-hmm. that's also very nuanced. You and need the, to really know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. In the United States, those are, uh, you know, those are kind of the one and the same, you know? Right. So I'd say um, race, but, but I would stay. I would still say they are separate because race is also an exhausting thing to talk about in other countries too. You know, with sure. people well, from and other politics co- <laughs> as well. Exactly. I, I hate yeah. it when people from foreign, like foreign countries or not, you know, non-American countries, try to talk to me about race because they have no idea what they're talking about. It's just, it's just always uh, aggravating. Yes, most of the time it's very aggravating. I I will say though, I I agree with you, especially if they're coming from like a more patronizing standpoint. However, I will say if you uh, a good example of this, where I think someone might be able to actually empathize a little bit, and we had a discussion um, at work about this actually was um, the uh, the Romani people, for example. So, which is a a, I mean the the slang, uh, the politically incorrect term for this group of people would be gypsies, and so. Um, you know, this might be a group of people where you could actually have uh, a discourse with them about race, and I think that you could come to uh, some levels of understanding because there are some similarities in mm. uh, the negative treatment of, of yeah. well, you know, that's but, true. But, uh, that's, but those I, aren't the Europeans I've interacted with. <laughs> well, well, sure, I know, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But yeah, so anyway, so so race number one, politics number two. Mm-hmm. I would say for me. Um, most topical, uh, most difficult topic to talk about uh, for number three. I'd say sex for me. Okay, I would. Mm. Death, religion, nationalism. I'd history. say religion. I I would say religion would be my. But you three don't even talk about my religion. four. 
Correct, but how that's often, why. It doesn't, it, but it doesn't that's seem like why you, I don't talk about it. <laughs> you made it seem like you, you don't get put into situations where people where you are having these conversations because I don't open up that dialogue. Uh, but I, it feels like also to me, uh, religion, as far as knowledge base goes, kind of falls into s- similar lane as climate change for you, where mm-hmm. like it doesn't seem like you have any knowledge or understanding of of religion whether that be i think that's that's a little harsh Jared. i mean okay <laughs> i wouldn't say any i have some but you have like but you have like but... no real like experience with like uh like going to ch- like with churches or like right. um or, or or like you know living it within religious households or right or True. um and so like it's it's sort of it's sort of a topic that's kind of easy for you not to touch because it's like, listen, I don't, I don't know, I don't I, like, I can't, I can't speak on it, you know. Where right. I, I'm not, I'm by no means a religious expert, but I do have some experience, at least, like going to church and being around oh, for sure. religious family members. But like, uh, you know, I'm no expert either, to be fair. I would say sex for me, and then I would probably say um, religion after that. Okay, and my my last one, number five, which maybe it should be higher up on the list, but I would say um, uh, violence and acts of terror would be the last one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's difficult to talk about because it's also it's intertwined with so many other aspects, right? right. It can be intertwined with race, it can be intertwined with politics or religion. You know, all these other things we've mentioned, or or if we're talking about incels, you could relate that back to sex. <laughs> that's you know? why so, I would say my number five is death. Because okay. um, oh yeah, because yeah. and I don't mean your kind of death. I mean just like you know talking like conversations with someone. That you know that has you know someone close to them has passed and how uh, right and how you approach those conversations and I think that's because I, I have ha- I've had I've had experienced that a couple of times you know someone that mm-hmm. that that, I, that I'm close with has lost someone and it and it is and uh, you know so you like you never know if you're doing enough or not or doing too much right and and like and you don't want to ask I don't know it's just it's a hard situation it is it's very difficult I would say what helps what ha- has helped me the most in the past when I've lost loved ones. Believe it or not, and maybe this isn't maybe this isn't the right way to handle it. I'm no therapist, uh, I'm no grief counselor, <laughs> but for me, what seemed to help actually was when we would we take a day, you know, usually the funeral or the service to acknowledge what happened, you know, uh, and never uh, talk about it again. I mean, kind of, <laughs> kind of, yeah, uh, and maybe that's not the right way. You know, as I said, I'm no grief counselor. This is not like therapeutic advice. That here. does not sound like the advice that uh, a psychologist would give. Probably not. But that, but see, that's what tends to help me. Like if I can, I mean, you know, everyone has focus their own my method. attention elsewhere. Right. Right. But, sure. But you know, yeah, it's it's tricky. I will say this though, Jared. I think the way you know when you have a topic that's a difficult topic is when you avoid discussing it. I think that's like one of the telltale signs. You know, when I think about um, uh, difficult conversations, it's always like you hesitate or you push it back or you just don't address it. But I do think you need, a lot of times you need to address it because if you don't, it just will fester and fester. And it's just not healthy. It's not good. Now, granted, um, take this with a grain of salt because obviously if you have an asshole boss and you have a disagreement about something and you go and confront your boss, you might lose your job. (laughs) but yeah, or or just take the Jared route and and yeah, punch mm, him in the face. It's always but. worked for me, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, it's. <clears throat> I think navigating difficult conversations, you you need a lot of. Uh, you need a good level of empathy with the person you're speaking with. I would say you also need some uh, levels of awareness, and also just to be a good listener. 
I think mm-hmm. a lot of times people sometimes will have these difficult conversations, not because they want a solution, but they just want to be heard. They want you to you to realize that you have a problem, and I'm sorry you have that problem, and I'm listening to you uh, with that problem. I know it sounds a little silly, Jared, but I think it's true. I hear you. I hear you. I, I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you are, see, you're using my trick against me right now, Jared. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just. I did see the laugh is just a, you know, a difficult conversations, and it's a just a reflex, you know. Sense of humor is mm. another way a Coping, lot of people yeah, handle to these. Avoid difficult That's situations. True. Exactly. Which I, which I think to some to some degree is also good. You know, you, sure. You, you know, um, but whatever yeah. works for you. Exactly. Well, Jared, you know what? My best therapy though for uh, dealing with a difficult conversation. Uh, what's that beer? Uh, well, that, that's my set. That's uh, after I have uh, step one checked off. Beer would be the next one. Uh, I was going to say good music. Mm. And we have some good music today with our song of the pod, which is... Would this be a song that would be great for you if you were trying to cope with some sort of uh, difficult conversation you just had to have and it's really weighing on you? I think so, maybe. What do you call this? Trip hop? Is that what you call this? This uh, this, uh, jazzy hip hop beat uh, uh, with this Brazilian, uh, by these Brazilian people? I'll be honest, Jared. I don't know what this is. What you should call this? But Jazzy hip hop is what I would call it. Yeah, but I think I, for some reason I feel like that, that's a, a word I've heard before. Or bossa bossa esque hip hop. I have no idea. I don't know what bossa the correct terminology. There we go. But yeah, the the song is called "When It Rains." Chove Chuva by uh, Saib. Uh, Saib, Saib, I'm not sure. Um, but but yeah, but it does have some. But serious apparently, gr- Chove Chuva actually means it rains rain. Yeah, or it's raining rain, right? Which I, I don't know, Jared. I I do think this one would be maybe a good one if you had kind of a stressful, mm. difficult conversation. Maybe you did need, you know, uh, do a little crying. Maybe maybe this will no. I can't relax. Cry to this music. Calm, do you have, calm you down. It's good, but I can't cry to this. Also, it's only okay. two minutes. I need something longer than two minutes to cry <laughs> to. Do you uh, do you have like a go to music if you're feeling very emotional? I don't think I do. You know, I did maybe when I was Sade. a teenager. I, I did when I was a teenager, um, like you know, like break, cheesy breakup music and stuff. But okay, oh, I thought you'd go to like punk or something and get angry. Uh, w- well, funny you mention that, Jared. When I was really, when I was Rip in middle my school, heart into pieces. Oh wait, no, that's a. I literally just started singing. last resort, Papa yeah. Roach. <laughs> I did um, not even mean to do that. That's funny. Uh, thanks, Jared. We just got copyright flagged and our videos off of YouTube. Now. No, luckily um, I got no, the notes wrong because I wasn't even planning on singing that song. Right. <laughs> um, but any, anyways, uh, when I was younger, it was actually uh, I would go into uh, uh, aggression first, so it was metal. It was Slipknot. Mm. Slipknot was my go-to. Angry, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then as I got older, it was, um, yeah, it was more like mellow stuff, kind of, you know, mm-hmm. obviously some acoustic guitar and some like drawn out violin in the background, probably, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of thing. Nowadays, I don't know. I mean, um, I don't know. I guess I listen to so much random music, it, it would be hard to say. But this song today, Jared, uh, Chove Chuva, is definitely something else. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I dig it. It's got a nice groove to it. You honestly, I would recommend checking out that whole album by uh, Saib. It's uh, called Ipanema, which is, I I could be wrong, but I think it's a beach line in Brazil. I could be wrong about that. 
Um, or, or um, but anyways, yeah, it does have a really cool guitar elements, and yeah, it does have that kind of chill hip hop beat in the background, but it also has bossa nova aspects to it or jazzy aspects to it. Um, it's definitely something else. Yeah. Do you, Do you need anything else from me? I I, I was. If there's a long curious. silence like that, just assume that you can continue on it. Okay. Ahead. F- fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Anyways, check check it out. Uh, when it rains, chove chuva, or it's raining rain. I think you is betcha. the better translation <laughs> on our YouTube channel, Song of the Pod playlist. Uh, it is definitely something else, and you will not be disappointed. Um, all right, Jared. Well, I think we have covered the difficult topics, and uh, I think we're still friends. I don't have any uh, any okay. added animosity towards you after today's episode. Uh, don't know if I can say the same about you for me, but anyways, I think this was a good episode. We've definitely covered quite a few difficult topics, and uh, I would say at the end of the day, uh, just to wrap today's episode up, at the end of the day, uh, the key with navigating any of these difficult topics with somebody is... You know, just really try to hear them out. Try to see where they're coming from. There, there can be something very powerful that even if you do disagree with someone, find out what what common ground do you actually have with that person. So, anyways, I'm going to get off my high horse now. But there's my little uh, little quick you know minute preach session for everybody out there. Uh, develop that common ground with someone. Find out what you can agree upon. And you'd be surprised maybe where these difficult conversations will lead you. So anyways, let us know what are some difficult conversation topics you've encountered at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. You can slide into those DMs on Twitter, untranslatable1, number one. You can call out all of those people who are doing unsavory practices so we can have some difficult conversations with them as well. Check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast, and on YouTube as well. And please, five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher, and let us know how we can make this podcast better for you. So as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast, Kekuyame, muchas gracias, shisha, and dosvidanya. I, I have an idea for a, a YouTube show for you. No, oh, nice. Com- uncomfortable conversations with a Chad. There we go. I think that would do well. You'd probably, probably get some pretty aggressive comments. Probably would. Oh, I'm sure I would. Fuck this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, I don't, what is this? What does this guy have to say? This white Chad. That's right. Or you might also get some manosphere guy, like oh, this that is white cease hat guy. Not not the <laughs> hat. Yeah, not cease. <laughs> you don't listen to podcasts, so that's fair. I hear that word more than you do. That's you probably do. I'm sure you do. Oh, dude, speaking of. Uh...